Kyle is back from his first ever wealth and wellness retreat. Today on the podcast, not only are we going to talk a little bit about what that retreat is, the mindset that he's coming back with, but also how to make more money, how to make your money grow, and how to keep more money. That's on this week's episode of the Whistle Way Podcast. Kyle, we are back from our wealth and wellness retreat. You spent four days in Tecate, Mexico, uh, just about an hour south of San Diego, just 10 minutes across the border, uh, and spent some four quality time with a really small intimate group talking about wealth and wellness and how these two combine and not just get rich quick. It was not your normal real estate seminar. It wasn't the the fast forward or the... Yeah, the fast forward retreat where you fast forward mastermind, what was it? Whatever you want to call it, fast forward like conference with eight hundred people. Eight hundred people. Yeah. Uh, this was the exact opposite. Uh, very little drinking for the most part. Uh, very healthy eating. Very much concentrated on how do you grow and retain wealth. Yeah, something like that. So I want to make sure I want to talk about that today. I want to give you to give a couple of your key points that for those that didn't go. Now, obviously, you can't give the full four-day experience, but I kind of wanted you to share the experience of what it was like to be there and be in this environment that is known as Rancho La Puerta, as well as what are some key takeaways for those people that are listening now, um, how they can build wealth. We can do that. All right. We got 30 minutes and go. (laughs) Awesome. Well, (laughs) welcome to the podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle with eXp Realty in San Diego. And I'm Brian Kochi, Director of Marketing here at Whistle Realty Group. The goal of the show is give you the tools, techniques, and tactics. Go out there and crush it in your business. The way we like to do that is to typically answer the questions that you have for us. So if you ever have a question or topic you just want to learn a little bit more about, we would love to hear from you. Uh, You can let us know what you want to hear about at thewhistleway.com. Thewhistleway.com. You can ask us questions on there. Subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel. Join the Facebook private group and email newsletter. We share a lot of tips and tricks. And you can get on our referral list for all the people that are leaving California. We'd love to refer them out to you so you can help them find their new home in uh, every state in the world, in the country, because they're all leaving here. It's cool. Um, All of that, thewhistleway.com. Also, you can find out about our video content creation course, learn uh, everything Brian and I have learned over the last eight plus years of shooting videos together. Uh, Shortcut that learning curve so you can get into action ASAP with your videos. Excellent. So let's let's talk, man. So first, the, the setting was unique, right? This is not a Vegas conference. This is not a Dallas conference. This is not a a Nashville conference is not a, a Charleston. I know those are all places where you love going to conferences. The setting was very unique. Um, and it, like I said, it's in Tecate, Mexico at a uh, wellness resort known as Rancho La Puerta. Now this has been around for 83 years and their whole mindset is going down, being with a community of like-minded individuals and kind of getting away from the hustle and bustle, getting away from the stress, getting away from the phones uh, talk a little bit about what that was like and, and why we chose there. Yeah, I just got my we're recording this on a Monday. You know, every Sunday you get that screen time report on your iPhone, and I was down like fifty two percent week over call week. Someone call your emergency contact. Kyle might be <laughs> kidnapped. Check on Kyle. SOS. <laughs> He's cut down. Yeah. So I used my phone fifty two percent less in the last seven days than the previous seven days, which is. I think very, very healthy. Yeah, and I'm sure part of that time was that you used it was photo, video, and GPS. Yeah, there's actually, I have some videos I have to send to you because you demanded 
not asked I you asked demanded nicely. demanded that I shoot some videos while we were out on this trip. So <laughs> yeah, there's more usage of my phone for videos than for anything else. So that was nice. It was really nice to get away. So um, we were hired by the developer to sell some villas down at this resort. But in order to be able to sell those, I felt like I needed to entrench myself into that world. Kind of like uh, actors, right? Like if they're going to play a part in a movie, they like they go live in that country for a period of time or they they live that lifestyle. They train with those people, whatever the case may be. And so I felt a method of real estate. agent. Yeah, I felt the same thing. I like, hey, if I'm going to sell these villas down here, like I should probably understand this lifestyle better. And and in all honesty, I think all of us realtors need this lifestyle a little bit more. You know, traditionally you go to a conference and these things are two, three, four plus days long. You go to these things and most of these things are like content from nine to five. Then there's like a happy hour immediately after. Then you're going out to dinner. And then a lot of times there's an after party, right? Like some vendors throwing a party that night or whatever. So it's like, you're literally from nine to five, your brain is on. And then you're pretty much drinking from five until who knows when, um, you're at these events for days. You end up with a a notebook full of notes. You, You never look at the notebook again when the conference is over and you come home and you're exhausted and you're hungover and you feel like shit about yourself. And, um, you know, a lot of times the, there's people that are up on these stages and they're all full of shit. Like they're either lying about their numbers, their production, their business, like, uh, cause everybody has that imposter syndrome. So they get up there and they don't want to look bad. So they lie or embellish. Maybe you might, some of you guys might li- like to be called liars. So you embellish a little bit. Um, and someone's like, no, no, I love being called a liar. Carry on. Yeah. I think <laughs> you guys might embellish your numbers a little bit. And you might even not talk about the fact you're making no money and you're losing your face off and your, your relationship with your family is a mess and you're on the verge of bankruptcy and foreclosure and all these other things. But people just conveniently leave that stuff out when they're on stage. So let me tell you about this new app that I, I use that I closed yeah. 14 deals with. Yeah. So it's like you come back from these conferences. You just honestly, I think you, you feel worse when you get back than before you went. And it's like, what the hell is the point? And oh, by the way, you're now behind four days of work and you're behind four days with your family because you were, like you just mentioned, right? Your wife was exhausted when you got home from a trip and now you have to like jump in and like you're exhausted. No, traditionally you would be exhausted from a trip. So it's like, it's just not healthy. So wanted to do something different. And honestly, I've, this is the most refreshed I've ever been on a Monday coming back from a trip. Like normally I come back on a Monday (laughs) uh, after a trip and I'm just like FTW, like I do not want to be here right now. And I legit am just in a much better headspace coming back and it's great. So this, this place Brian's talking about, it's in Tecate, Mexico. Um, we're here in our La Mesa office in San Diego. It's 45 minutes from this office. It's a little over an hour from the airport. And this resort, it's been there since 19, what, 40, is it? Yeah, it's been there 83 years. Yeah, I think since since 1940. And this is just, you know, there's places out there today that call themselves like a wellness resort or whatever. And their definition of wellness is like you can go to the spa and get a massage. Like, uh, that's not a wellness resort. Like, uh, that's different. Not that there's anything wrong with that. 
but that's that's different this place you go every day there's about 50 different activities and or lectures that you can attend um some of the stuff we did we did stretching classes we did what was it, like upside down yoga <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um hanging from the walls we did sound healing we did like a violin thing where you just like it was just so different man like stuff that i'm not accustomed to uh i think i went down there and, and everybody in the group went down there very open-minded to try new things and new experiences um and it was really cool you know, just to sit and lay there and, and just completely detach from like everything else going on in the world and all the stresses and stuff. Like it was really, really cool. Um, we got to play some pickleball, which was fun. That's a, I for sure got the, the pickle bug, um, which is a real thing. Um, so we got to do a lot of that stuff. The, the food you're eating very light, very healthy. You're not eating um, fatty meals. You're not eating processed crap. You're not eating red meats. You're, you're eating much cleaner. So that was great. Um, we, one of the days we went down to Valle de Guadalupe, which is like the, uh, I think they want to be called the Napa of Mexico. So the wine country down there got to have some, um, some amazing food down there. Try a few wines. Yeah. I was not a hundred percent sober, but, um, but light on the alcohol, uh, for most, <laughs> well, th- even now there were some people that didn't drink at all, myself yeah. included. There were some other people that took care of that extra, extra. Yeah. They, they picked up your slack for sure. <laughs> yeah. Some people, some people are some people. So, um, so yeah, that was, you know, we got a, away for a little bit and then we did content. We did like three hours of content per day. Um, you know, I, I feel like these events where you go and it's content from nine to five, it's so heavy. And like, my brain is not capable of, of holding eight to nine hours worth of content. Like I can't, I'm fucking fried. Like it's just, I, I, in my opinion, it's not the best event to be stuck in a room where they're pumping air conditioning in at, in an excessive level to keep you awake. Like if you have to be somewhere where you have to pump a room full of AC to keep people awake, like just say that out loud, how stupid that is. Right? Like if that's, what you have to do. Does that really make sense? So well, if it's in Vegas in August, absolutely. It makes sense. <laughs> Please continue to do that. Yeah. So we, we just did three hours a day of content. Um, keep it light enough. That it was digestible. You could retain everything. You didn't get, you know, squirrely and, um, you know, start zoning out and thinking about a million other things. Obviously you're not on your phone. This, this resort, they encourage you to put your phone. They have little phone backpacks in the room. They encourage you to just put your phone away and lock it up. Um, you cannot be on the phone when you're walking around the resort. You could pretty much be on it in your room and there's a couple phone booths and outside of that, you should not be on your phone there. Um, which is again, terrifying for most of my fellow realtors, but it's so freaking needed. And you go through this, you know, go through this process when you put the phone away where it's like the first couple hours, you're on the verge of a nervous breakdown because you've never done it before, but then you just start to slowly let go and relax and then you would turn goes from like panic turns into pleasure because you're not stressing about all the things happening in the world and you're you're present you're in the moment you're enjoying the people around you like i i would say of any event i've done like the bonds created over four days are so much stronger because you were not so disconnected from what was happening you were disconnected from your phone and you were connected to the people around you. And I thought that was uh, a breath of fresh air too. 
I mean, we, we joke about it, about being addicted to our phones and addicted to technology, but it's 100% true. Like, I'm like, am I? I'm like, I could put it down whenever I want to, and then you don't. You're like, this is what addicts say, and, and not to make fun of or to make light of addicts, um, but, but noticing and realizing that, like, this type of experience really lets you know. I mean, I remember one day I was like, hey, I'm going to leave my phone at home all Sunday. I'm going to be a super... God, it was so hard. Just, like... It's annoying how how shitty that sounds. Like I understand this. I yeah. understand that is that's embarrassing to be like, oh, I don't want to have my like. I get it, but being in a spot where you do that, and what's great about this event is we kept it intentionally small. And while there was three hours of of content, you're with these people for 12, 16 hours a day. To where this, I saw consistently people pulling you aside or Kelly aside and say, hey, you guys talked about this. This is my specific situation, and you can't do that in a room of 800 people where you can say, tell me a little bit more about your syndication deal, or tell me a little bit more about how we can invest it in this or that. Um, something super unique. Uh, so Kyle, without spending the whole time on this, because I want to talk about some of your takeaways or some of the things that you guys t- that you taught that you found were most valuable to those people, um, if they're interested in learning more about Ranch La Puerta or the residences at Ranch like. Who, who is someone that would buy at the residences around Chula Puerto? Yeah, so this resort, it's been around, again, for 80-plus years. And then they've just recently, in the last couple of years, uh, started building villas on the property. So the property is 4,000 acres. One of the things we did that was cool, we did like a two-mile hike, and they have their own garden on the property. And we hiked to the garden, had farm-fresh food you know, at the um, restaurant at the garden, walk back. Like it's just such a special place. There's vineyards going in, um, all kinds of amazing stuff there. So the they built these villas on the property now. So you could go and just stay at the resort, which they're small, I guess they, they call them villas as well, but you could stay in their rooms at the resort. But some people want their own space, right? You want to maybe own something. You still want to go down there. You want to partake in all the activities, but you want your own space. You don't want to be in a traditional hotel room. You want something that has a living room, a kitchen, bedrooms, right? Bathrooms, um, your own private pool or hot tub. Like there's that. Um, There's also, right. And you want to just detach and um, that's great. The the second person is good for, for investment purposes. There's the rooms at the residences, but they're old and they're, um, at the, at the ranch, or sorry, at the ranch, the act, the resort, you could go stay in those rooms, but, uh, you can also rent out your residence, your villa to people staying at the ranch. So if somebody's coming with a family, they want some more space, some more privacy, you know, you could rent your unit out so you can offset some of that. And then they're also adding in a clinic there where you can get treatments that you can't otherwise get in America. So they call that, um, medical tourism, people who will go down, get treatments in Mexico you can't get anywhere else. And when they go and get treatments, they'll stay as well. So those people will rent out residences because they'll come and they'll get multiple treatments over the course of a week or two and they'll want to stay in a, um, a really nice villa while they're down there. So you've got multiple different people that are going to be coming down there. So whether you're looking for something for yourself that you want to stay um, and have your own little private getaway or you also want the investment or a combination thereof. And then the cool thing is you could either buy an entire unit or you could buy a, um, an eighth of a unit, depending on your budget and how much you think you'll use it. So there's flexibility too. Very cool. Um, and then we have, if you're interested in that, should they hit you up on Instagram? Yeah, just DM me on Instagram at Kyle Whistle and I would love to get you some more info on it. Cool. And we have a whole webinar that kind of walks you through the opportunity down there. So we can 
uh, send over that webinar. So just shoot me a DM. Perfect. So now I want to get into the content. I didn't yeah. know how I wanted to break this up before, but now I do. I want yeah. you to give me one strategy on each of these. Um, I was in the room for a couple of hours and I heard you guys talk about things. I want you to give me a, one strategy that you shared about making more money. I want you to give me a strategy you used uh, for growing your money. And I want to, you to share a strategy about keeping your money. Okay. I mean, making and growing money, I think those mean the same thing, Brian. I wanted three. Figure it out. Pretend, I, I got you. <laughs> making money. Doesn't that grow your money if you're making money? It's fine. It's okay, Brian. Thank I, you well, for watching well, this week's episode of the Westway Podcast. <laughs> Kyle won't share any tips with you. We'll, you we'll get you three. Um, <laughs> I mean, one of the things that I think is most enlightening is people who have a lot of equity. So the I think a thing that I'm very passionate about is I look at every dollar I have of net worth as an employee. And if my employees are in things like my bank account or they're in things like equity in a property, those to me are the unemployment line because they're not working for you. They're just sitting there. Now, theoretically, you could argue bank accounts are paying a little more now than they used to. So you could get three, maybe even 4% on a bank account um, today, but that's still very, very low relative to the other opportunities that are out there. So one of the things I found that's always enlightening is to help people realize this is like a takeaway. A lot of people don't think about this, but this is the reality of it is if you own a property that's worth a million dollars and you have $800,000 equity in it versus $200,000 equity in it, is the value of the property going to go up any more or less depending on how much equity you have in it? No. So why should you ever sit on $800,000 of equity in a property? The value is going to go up the same regardless of how much equity you have. The value is the value. It's not tied to how much equity you have in it. But what a lot of people have done, especially with the run-up that we've had in values over the last, what do we had 11, 12 years of run-up now, people are sitting on mountains of equity and they get in a, this space where they're like, well, I'm, I'm in a nice, safe, secure position. Uh, I'm just going to have like five properties all paid off. Like I'm just going to keep paying off. Okay. You could, but the value is going to continue to go up the same if, whether, even if it's paid off versus 20% equity, 80, but like it's silly to have all that equity sitting there. Cause you could take all that equity, you could invest into multiple other properties. You could grow this portfolio. And we all know there's not one person alive and there's no 20 year period in history that values have ever gone down over a 20 year period ever. I think it's even a 10 year period is the, if I remember the stat correctly, there's no 10 year period in history where values have gone down. So why, let's say you have five properties worth a million dollars a piece. Why would you want to sit on five properties worth a million dollars a piece, a piece with hundred percent equity? You could go to 80% uh, loan to value on those. So you could have 20%, but you could now, instead of owning $5 million worth of property, you could own $40 million worth of property. And we can all agree that we, the value of property is going to be higher 20 years from now than it is today. So why the hell do you want to sit on $5 million of property when you could sit on $40 million worth of property? Why would you do that? Like, you know, it's going to go up. Sure. Is it, is it going to go up in a straight line? Of course not. It's, there's going to be ups and downs. We know that, but we all know for a fact in 20 years from now, the value is going to be substantially higher than what it is today. So why would you want to hold 5 million of property if you could potentially own $40 million worth of property? Why would you do that? That's silly. Additionally, 
by doing it, you can also create massive tax savings for yourself. So we went over some examples of um, some cost segregation stuff. So um, without getting too deep in the weeds on this, yeah, without getting too deep in the weeds on this, I mean, I, I bought a property last year in Nashville. Um, and by buying this property, I was able to receive $160,000 tax write-off by buying a property. I was able to cancel out $160,000 worth of income. How crazy is that? You could buy something and then pay less taxes but you just bought an asset. You now own an asset. And in my a case, it's a, asset. a cash flowing asset. So I just bought a cash flowing asset while canceling out cash flow. <laughs> like I just canceled out $160,000 worth of income while buying a cash flowing asset in an appreciating market. Like it's so crazy how many times people are sitting on money in the bank or sitting on equity when they could deploy that, grow their portfolio. They can increase their cash flow position. They can also massively increase their tax write-offs to minimize the amount of taxes that they're paying. Like people are paying so much money in taxes unnecessarily. It's like they're sitting on a mountain of equity and then they're paying a mountain of taxes. You could literally take the money in equity and invest it, increase your portfolio and wipe out your entire tax liability simultaneously. Why, why are we not doing that? So when you start going through some examples and that's what I found was helpful is to share a couple examples of investments that I've made and the, the, you know, write-offs and the cash flow associated with them, it really starts to hit. I mean, our office that we're sitting in right now, I had a $1.2 million write-off last year on this. Plus it's saving me, oh, $10,000 a month versus what I would be paying in rent. Like there's, so we went through a lot of examples of how you can take existing cash or equity, how you could invest that, increase cash flow, and decrease tax liability all simultaneously. So that was a heavy focus. So if you're listening to this now, uh, or find it on YouTube, go to find the transcript, copy the transcript, bring it into chat GPT, use the 3.5 version, and say, break down this strategy that Kyle was explaining in bullet points. It's gonna break it down, then you're gonna copy that, send it to your CPA, and say, I want to do this with my portfolio. What do I need to do? And if they say, I don't understand, then you say, I need a new CPA. Uh, find a CPA that can understand this process. Because you're saying things. I've heard you say it before. I don't understand it still. Uh, but I, 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 that doesn't mean it's not true. Um, I don't understand how you can triple dip. Uh, on this, but uh, this is you, how people get rich, Brian. This is how you grow your money, and you talked about tax avoiding taxes. That's how you keep your money. So, want to know how you make money? We'll figure out that one. <laughs> um, but send it to your CPA and say, "What do I need to do to make this a reality with my real estate portfolio?" Whether and you can do this with if you just have if you have obviously if you have oh, I have twenty doors and I've got an apartment building like that that makes sense. But you can do this with your just primary residence, yeah. Primary residence is different. It's for investment property. You can do this with investment properties. So if you have investment properties, uh, do that. So why don't we talk about making money by starting with investing in real estate? <laughs> for sure. So one of the things I found <laughs> is three, I promise. <laughs> um, a lot of my real estate friends are very busy. We're consumed by the business. We are just kind of head down. We don't want any distractions. So we talked about a couple different strategies. One, 
we have a unique ability in this industry where we can effectively insider trade. Like anytime you have insider information that's not public knowledge, in most industries, it's illegal to be able to take that knowledge and use it to your advantage. Just it, some prison time. Yeah, like, just ask Martha. Illegal. So in other <laughs> industries, it is literally illegal. In our industry, it's perfectly okay. And what's the insider info? We're meeting with sellers on a regular basis that are saying like, hey, I'm, I'm not worried about getting top dollar. I just want this house gone. I need to get this amount of money. I need to be gone by this time because I have this life thing that's happening. And we can buy that property. Like we have that insider info. But so many times we just have our head down. We're not thinking. All we do is we think like a freaking realtor. Think like, I got to sell this house for the most money, which means I have to put it on the MLS and I have to do all this marketing, these showings and these open houses. And they got to fix the house up and photos and videos. Like not everybody wants that. And we're running into these scenarios where there's people that just want to get out of their house, much like people just want to get out of their car and they go to CarMax. You can provide that same type of CarMax experience for people who just want to get out of their house. They have a reason. There's a million different reasons why it's not a problem, right? Like if somebody wants to get out of their house and there's a number that they're happy with and you can provide that number to them, then you should do that. Cause that's your job. You have a fiduciary to do what's best for your client. And if that's what your client wants and it makes them happy, then you should do that. Um, so you have this opportunity to meet with a lot of people who just want to get out of their house and that there's an opportunity for you to buy that property, improve that property, hold it as a rental, potentially renovate it and resell it, potentially develop that property. Like you're getting access to these deals before they go public on a regular basis. And if it's what's best for your client in their particular situation at the time, you can help them while you help yourself. And we're just head down so much that when we meet with somebody and they say they don't want to go on the market, we think they're stupid. But in reality, you're stupid because that person, there's a reason that they don't want to go on the market. And we've, we've talked about some of these reasons before. Maybe they're going through a divorce. They don't want anybody in the neighborhood to know until the moving truck shows up. That's valid. Maybe they're a hoarder and they don't want anybody to see their house and know that they're a hoarder. They know, but... <laughs> But maybe that's their situation. There's so many situations people could be in where they just don't want to go on the MLS. And that's fine. The same reason I took my car to CarMax not too long ago because I just wanted it done and over with. I, I knew I was going to take a haircut, but it would at least be done in an hour and I didn't have to worry about it anymore. And I think that's one thing that I want to make sure we, we are clear on here. Doing what's best for your client, if that's what they want, true. But there's also, which I haven't heard you say explicitly, uh, that you should let them know the options, right? And say, hey, look, it, it, we can, I can buy it from you cash here. I mean, you did this with a family member of mine, and you said, look, I can buy it. I can buy it from them. It's going to be 65% on the dollar. Like, I'm going to flip it, and I'm going to make money. Like, cool, I can do that. But, I, but there's also this option and this option. An option going on the market wasn't an option, and the option we chose where we used Did some it. renovation, yeah. Yeah, did some renovations. Um, but I, I think that's also part of it that, again, when you said you went to CarMax, you knew you were going to take a haircut, but you just wanted to be done with it. That's another obligation that we have to our clients to not just be like, yeah, I'll give you 300 k for it. And then literally put paint on it, sell it for a million and be like, that dumb old lady didn't know what she was doing. Like, right. That's not what's in the best interest of your client. For sure. Yeah. And we, we just let them know, hey, I'm happy to do that. Just so you know, this is what my plan. Like I typically will show them my spreadsheet even. Like, look, I'm going to buy it. Here's how much I'm going to put into it. It's going to take me this long. Here's what I think I'm going to be able to sell it for. I'm very upfront if I'm meeting with a client. Like I have nothing to hide. And then we'll put it in writing. Like it's literally in the agreement stating we're going to purchase this. We're going to renovate this. We're going to sell this for a profit. Like we're not hiding anything at all. Like we're very forthright with it 
And the seller's totally okay with that. As long as you can solve their problem, they're happy. And if you mm-hmm. can make them happy and you can be upfront, then there's not a problem with it. So sometimes we just have our head down so much that we run into these opportunities and we just blow right past them. All right. So I think we talked about making money by starting and investing yeah. and, and finding the deals. Um, one thing that we maybe we'll talk on another podcast. We don't have time to go into it now, but you and Kelly both talked about the, he had a phrase that I really liked. I don't remember what it was, but basically the deal is the currency. The deal is the value. If you find a good deal, the money is easier to find. Yeah, the money's easy. I think that's another thing we talked about is like people overwhelm themselves thinking like, well, I don't have any money, so I can't do this deal. I think Kelly and I are on like our 10th flip this year and we've used virtually no money of our own. So if you have the deal, you can find the money. The money's easy to find. That's a huge limiting belief. I mean, hell, if you find a deal, if you're you're watching or listening right now, if you find a deal and you need a hundred grand and I'm going to get like 150 grand back in six months, like I'm in, count me in. <laughs> like I'm, I'm happy. I'll give you a hundred grand all day. If you're going to give me 150 grand back in six months, you guys are running into those scenarios. You're just passing them by because you think that you need the, your own hundred grand. You don't use my hundred grand. use your, somebody, you know, that has money's hundred grand. Like there's, there's hundred grands all over the place around you. You just aren't asking if you could just package that up because otherwise their hundred grand is sitting in the bank earning three, maybe 4% tops. If you could take the hundred and you could give them 150 back in six months, you realize like that's a hundred percent annualized return. Like that sounds way better than three or four. So I'll do that shit all day. All right. Hit you up on Instagram. There you go. Dear Kyle, can I have a hundred thousand dollars? <laughs> Thank you. I have a feeling I'm going to get some of those. It's cool. <laughs> totally cool. It's all good. Um, awesome. Well, before we wrap today, we want to dive into something we call the whistle widget of the week. This is something we utilize in our business. It saves us time, makes us more money or helps us have a little bit more fun. One of the things that I use, uh, less so in the business, but can definitely be used in your business. Um, and I use this all the time. It's a speaker from Costco. I don't know if you've ever seen them. I think they're called the Ion Pathfinders. They have one right now for like 80 bucks. It's kind of small. Um, mine is bigger and heavier, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, but we use this all the time when we have backyard barbecues, beach day, when we didn't bring it to our last beach day. Um, but these these little portable speakers, they're, they're water resistant, they're battery powered, they can charge your phone, they're Bluetooth, and they're really loud. Um, and the thing that I really love about them the most is they last on a single charge for months. Uh, so if you're having, we've talked about this a lot, if you're having um, small get-togethers, you're having um, little get uh, client events, that sort of stuff, we've, we've used them for, for our events as well. Uh, these little things, like I said, they're 80 bucks, 150 bucks, the Ion Pathfinder, Pathfinders from Costco, my favorite big portable speaker. Cool. Uh, the one that we we're actually rolling this out to our team tomorrow. We've been using a learning management system called Teachable to help kind of onboard new agents. Simultaneously, we've been using a frequently asked questions system called Zendesk to help agents after they join our team to get their commonly asked questions um, answered. But we had two separate systems and it's kind of been a headache for our agents to be bouncing. They don't even wait, when do I go to this system versus that system? So we're now merging those two systems together into a single system. So we've been on a big uh, mission over the last year or so to not add new systems into the business. Well, technically we're adding one, but we're subtracting two. So it's a net negative one in systems for the business. So now our agents can just go into Trainual. And so... Uh, what I love with Trainual Tool is it Trainual Two is it's very selectable. So uh, the learning management side, when somebody joins, if they're 
we have two different types of agents within our company here at Whistle. So depending on which type of agent they are, there's different trainings for them. Um, then there's training for our stateside admins, for our international admins. So we can have different training paths available based on the position somebody's joining in the company. Then we also, the FAQ, the frequently asked questions stuff is all in there. Um, so now if somebody has a question, they're going into the same system where they took their trainings, which is great. Um, it has things like our org chart is in there, policies and procedures is in there. It's really consolidating a lot of existing systems into a single system, which really makes it nice, especially as we have a growing organization, 100 plus agents now. Um, so making it easier for our agents to find what they need is so freaking valuable. There's some cool AI stuff built into it as well. Um, so we're using Trainual. And uh, if you are looking to get dialed in with Trainual, they did give me a coupon code for it. So if you do want to get dialed in um, with Trainual, shoot me a DM on Instagram and I'll send you over a special link to uh, get you a little hookup in case you want to jump on that. A little something for everyone in your Instagram this week, huh? Yeah, this is going to be a lot of DMs. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, hopefully you guys got a ton of value out of the show today. If you did, if you watched on a, um, YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. And if you want more of the content, hit the subscribe button and little notification bell. And if you're watching or listening on a podcast platform, make sure to subscribe and write us a quick review when you finish up this episode. Appreciate you tuning in. I'm Kyle Whistle with EXP Realty. I'm Brian Kochi. We'll see you next week.